0: Hey, how are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in to another awesome podcast episode here at Brian's Place. You guys, you've been rocking and rolling with me with this podcast for a while now. As always, I want to say thank you and just your continued love, support, and encouragement. is awesome. So, we are in for a treat. We are definitely in for a treat. Uh, We have an amazing excuse me an amazing featured guest today's featured guest is a business owner a published author a motivational speaker a mother and most of all she's a woman after god's own heart who continues to inspire lives all over please give up for the one and only shamila pennington thank you
1: hi brian thank you for having me it's an honor to be on this afternoon
0: Definitely, definitely. And again, thank you for taking the time to uh, to come on. Definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. So um, first question. So in his newest book, Balance, uh, Pastor Teray Roberts talks about getting to a point where you can say no to others so that you can say yes to yourself. Um, how important do you feel that is?
1: I think getting to a place balance is absolutely uh, important. I haven't actually had an opportunity to read Pastor Torres' book. I've heard very good reviews about it. Yeah. But I believe that when we talk about balance and being able to say no uh, to some things, I like to believe that when you, um, if you don't say no to some things, you're going to be excuse me. If you say yes to everything, you're going to be saying no to some things that you really need to do. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have the balance so that you're not over committing yourself and yeah. you're not begrudgingly committing yourself to things that are out of what you want to do, what you desire to do. And you're not just doing things out of obligation.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I believe that's so important because we um, it can be easy to say yes to this person and yes to that person. But, you know, at some time we have to say yes to ourselves. It's it's like these you know, cell phones, no matter how awesome a cell phone is, at some point, it has to be still enough so it can recharge, you know, so it can get to 100%. And as we all know, once the phone's at 100%, it can be, it can function at its most optimal um, level. So likewise, when we take time for self-care and for uh, allow ourselves time to rest and to get to 100%, then we're able to approach everything at you know in a greater version of ourselves absolutely I I couldn't agree more and that's um so important and obviously you are um it seems like you have awesome balance in your life you are doing some some great things um and impacting people in ways that, like, it's, you know, I, re- I really applaud you and your openness and your transparency. And so I was wondering, like, when you're a little girl, did you ever imagine you would be greatly blessing and impacting people on the level the way that you are now?
1: That is a... Great question. I, um, and thank you so much, Brian, for that acknowledgement and that those words of encouragement. Um, I don't think I thought that there was that much value in me. Um, you know, when you think about being a little girl, when I think about the, the younger Shamila, I don't think that I saw myself living and operating um, in my gifts the way that I I am, the way that God has, has shown me what he has called me to do my purpose um, in life. And so I don't, I don't believe that I had honed in on that. Um, One thing that I can say that reverberates and reigns true about me um, that I think has been the same since I was little, I've always had a love for people. Even though I was a shy little girl, like I just had a love for people. Like I would just, there were certain people that I were, I was drawn to that I had like an, an an affection for, and so mm. I think that that was my my gift. Kind of, sh- it was showing up in those ways when I was younger, um, but I think just with time, you know, with time, life experiences, um, all those things coupled together bring you to this, bring you to these places. And I say these places because I feel like we're always constantly evolving. And so even when you get to this one place, you're going to evolve into something different, like just when you thought you've uh, fully wrapped your mind around, God just surprises you with even more. And we don't Mm -hmm. really, we can't even begin to uh, fathom the capacity that we have and the gifts that we hold that he wants to use um, in us.
0: Wow. I love that. That's great. That's great. And it reminds me, um, I don't know if you did this, but lots of times, you know, kids when they're little, they would go in the clothing store and they would take you know, change the price tags and put something, put an expensive label on something that wasn't expensive and take something, take the label off something expensive and putting on something cheap. And so I think lots of times life in certain situations and circumstances can try to um, take away our value. But in spite of that, I think it's an awesome thing when you're able to know your value and know your identity and. When you know your value, you don't allow yourself to settle for yes for less. you walk because you know your value. People understand the value of a china plate so they don't place a china plate with the other with the regular civil war because they understand the value and so I believe like likewise when we understand our value, we're able to walk more confidently and um you know hopefully that's nothing that. That's something that nothing or nor no one can can take away.
1: Absolutely. I I, I like that. And I there was something that I had posted um, probably two years ago um, in relations to as it relates to value. When you know your value, you won't just be anywhere. You know, a lot of times when you don't know your value, you show up everywhere because you're trying to you, you still need validation. But when you know your value, your value, you're not seeking out validation from anyone and you just won't be anywhere, you know. So I think that that's uh, just in, in terms of what you just shared, I think that that goes hand in hand.
0: I I like that. That is so true. It's like, you know, if you're an ego, you have no business hanging around chickens. Absolutely. I mean, knowing, knowing your value. Absolutely. That's important. On your website, you once said that Although we are living in a time where the digital world is so convenient, there's something precious and priceless in the fiber of every piece of paper and the inedible mark we leave on it. Um, and that's so t- true and so profound. I believe that, you know, electronic journaling is cool, and it's cool. You have, they have all these different journaling apps, but something about getting a pen in your hand and taking the time to write out those events and those memories that make it feel all the more special
1: absolutely i um we are definitely we have an opportunity to leave an indelible mark in this world when we take an opportunity to write down the things that we uh seek after our our dreams, our goals, our aspirations. Um, and psychology and studies show that when we write things down, there's just a deeper connection with our brain. Like we remember things cognitively more when we write them down versus trying to um, rely on our brains to remember them. Um, I just recently did a teaching last week and I kind of shared about like information overload and how sometimes our minds are almost like like your apple storage on your phone like you you know we rely so heavily on our minds just oh i'll remember this or even with our cell phones like we're gonna you know store everything there but write it down use use your journals and your notebooks as your external hard drive and think Mm -hmm. of it as an unlimited terabyte you know and you can just everything down without having to overload your mind with all of this stuff, like whether it's creativity, whether it's frustrations, whether it's, you know, ideas or things you want to come back to our, our cons- concepts, like there's a place for it. There's a place yeah. that's, that's, that can handle the capacity of it, but your mind, not to say that our minds can't handle the capacity, but the creativity and the, the, the additional things you need to add to it, it will be better. uh There's a better place for it. And that's within a journal.
0: Yeah, Definitely. You know, as it says in in the word, you know, write the vision down and make a plan that he who reads it may run with it. Writing is, is essential.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Yes, and so, um, speaking of writing, you have this awesome, amazing company with these awesome journals. Can you share more about um, Journaling Co. and how that got started?
1: Yes, absolutely. I have. Um, I've always had a passion for writing <clears throat> as early as. I think eight years old. I remember my mom buying me my first diary. Um, and so, you know, just having a diary, it had a little lock on it, it had a little key. And so, you know, you would just write down your personal thoughts. And there was one, excuse me, one diary that I had, I remember it had this smell, it smelled like powder. Like the pages had this really nice fragrance. Like, you know, that's that's it was purchased that way. And so, um, I don't know, that memory just came back to my mind. But, uh, so I've been writing for years. And so uh, writing for me has been essential to just be an outlet. Um, I didn't know how profound it was gonna be when I was younger, um, because I did take a period off where I stopped writing from, I think the age of like 12 or 13, t- uh, up until I was about twenty twenty one. I stopped writing. And so I revisited writing, uh, again, in my, like when I was 20, 20, well, 21, like 20. Yeah. I think it was 21, definitely 21. I started uh, writing again. Um, And writing for me, like really saved my life. Like the pen and paper came into my life and it just literally saved my life. And so from there, I've always just had an affinity for journaling for being able to have a safe place to write down my thoughts. Um, And one of the things that I've coined is journaling is an opportunity for you to have uninterrupted conversation. So I don't have to argue with anybody. I don't have to, you know, banter back and forth about my feelings. These are my feelings. This is how that situation made me feel. And it's a safe place for me to be able to sort that out. One of the other things that I like um, about journaling is, you know, the more you do it, you're able to like, let's say I had a bad day and I want to write down how I feel about a particular situation. I am then able to maybe go back and revisit and see. Hey, how was I feeling that day? Like, what was my my temperament that day? Did I overreact to something? You know what I mean? So it's an opportunity for me to kind of yeah, sort out yeah. some things and then come back and revisit it. Um, so Journal and Co. was birthed out of my passion for writing. Um, journal, you know, I've always had a journal, so it's Journal and the L Y N part is a part of my name. So it's Journal and Co. Mm-hmm. by Lynn P. Um And so, yes, that's my absolute baby. And so we curate uh, planners, journals and notebooks. Um, We have a beautiful line of stationary items and we have um, one of the planners. My planner, I absolutely love. Uh, We're actually getting ready to go into Q2. We're like we're wrapping up Q1. Days are are tick tocking down to the 31st this upcoming Friday. But uh, one of the things about my Better Me Planner I enjoy is that it gives you an opportunity to track your own progress by creating your quarterly goals at the beginning of the quarter. And then there's there's a page at the end of March for you to well, at the end of each quarter for you to track how you did in your Q1 goals. Mm what were your wins? What were your takeaways? You know, just there's a series of questions that it asks you so that you can do your own balance and check. A lot of times uh, we take for granted that we think that people, everyone has an accountability partner and everyone doesn't have an accountability partner. And so the better me planner is you being the better, the best, the best version of yourself. And so you're being better about your finances. You're being better about your goals. And then you can just pretty much goal set um, in a quarterly system and not just kind of, trying to take on the whole world throughout the whole year. And it's just kind of abstract. It gives you a little bit of strategy around what you're doing.
0: I love that. That's like awesome. And I believe they'll be requested literally all around the world. So I'm very excited for you and for um, what you're doing.
1: I received that. Thank you.
0: Yes, definitely. And so where can the uh, journals and planners be purchased?
1: They can be purchased at our website Um, on our storefront. It's www.journalynco.com. We're also on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And then I'm going to be... I'm gonna start doing some pop-up shops. So I'm looking for a couple of uh nice pop-up shops that would accommodate what we have to offer so that we can kind of get out into the community and show people what we have to offer.
0: I love that. I love that. That's great. That is great. So you were a single mom of four kids and you navigating through these streets and through life only come to only to come to the realization that uh that broken crown still Color, can you share more about like how you made it through that journey and your strength along the way?
1: Yeah, it's so interesting that you said I you know, was a single mom because I am you are you as are. I'm still transitioning, I am still a mom. Like nothing ever and that's that's been one of the most pride and joyful um Titles and gifts. I think that God has blessed me with. Mm-hmm. I've, he's given me many of opportunities and other things to to walk in. But I think as my kids are older, I do. My kids are not little anymore. They're uh, adult children. Uh, they're adults. I'm not even call them adult children. They're adults. Young yeah. adults. Um, it's been just a pri- It's been a joy rearing them and seeing them grow and develop and become amazing uh, human beings. And so gosh the journey uh, I'm'm I'm sorry you gonna have to ask the question again I almost got lost you said what was the the journey of'm
0: uh... <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh I was asking um, you know could if you could share about your journey of how you made it through you know as a single mom with with four kids and up to the point where you are
1: now yes definitely so um, I'm going to say first and foremost it was a faith walk it Definitely. Um, there was a lot of faith. And I did not even know. I don't believe at the time I was 24 years old uh, when I became a single mom with me and my kids. Our, our, our journey began together. Um, and I don't think I knew what it was going to require. I do remember being very, very afraid. Um, I do remember being very afraid of all of the time. Um, And it's so interesting because a lot of people didn't see that fear. Like, they're like, I didn't know you were scared. I was like, I was scared. I was like, petrified all the time. Um, When you think about having four little kids, it's like, and there's one person, you're constantly, you know, there's not enough eyes. I only have two eyes. And there's there's a huge responsibility. Like when you have kids, it's not just a, it was an acute thing for me. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I felt very responsible for them. I was like, I have this responsibility to, uh, show up to be the best mom, like not give them excuses, um, and to provide the best life possible. And so that became my mission is how can I do this? Um, it was not easy. It was not a under, it was not an easy task. I remember I didn't know at the time because I didn't know a whole lot about depression. I didn't know. A lot, I knew I was stressed. I didn't know a whole lot about anxiety, like those terms and the terminology and the language that we have today. Um, I didn't, you know, those things, those were not something that we would talk about culturally, but it wasn't something that I, that I had fit into my grasp of understanding. And so um, I was, I remember being sad a lot because I just felt like first, you know, like how am I going to do this? Like, this is a big undertaking. I knew a little bit of the life I wanted to provide for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew the challenges that I was going to pose because, you know, I'm a single mom. Um, I don't have my college degree yet. So it's like, okay, well, what kind of jobs are you going to be able to qualify for? So there were a lot of things that I uh, was up against, so to speak. Um, But I just, I began to just kind of take, you know, like gather the reins and just, uh, I don't want to say go for broke, but kind of go for broke. Like, okay, we we gonna do this. You know, mm-hmm. I had to learn to take no for an answer. I had to learn how to. One of the scriptures I remember. One of the scriptures uh, early on that I learned that I became that I um, learned to love was the uh, scripture. I believe it's in Philippians where Paul talks about learning how to be abast or be abound. Um, and that scripture spoke volumes to me because I was like, this is my situation. Like, I need to learn. Like, how do I be content? when I don't have like what is what does he mean by that and so I because I'm like I'm in a situation I'm like I don't have what I need and so how do I be content how do I have that peace how do I still praise God and thank God for what I do have and and still have a hope like find hope for the next season and so um it took a lot of that um And then I also had I had a village. I'm not going to I'm not going to I can't sit here and say, like, I raised them like just single handedly on my own. I had a village. You know, I had a support system. My mother, my sister um, were very supportive. My best friend was very supportive. their godparents were very supportive who like rallied around them when they were really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have, you know, some moments where it was just us, like it was just the the five of us. And I would call, them, I would call my kids my fab four. And so right. everybody had kind of affectionately learned, learned to know them by, oh, that's her and her fab four. There goes Shamila and the fab four, mm-hmm. um, because they were my, my favorite four people. Um, and I would also say they were the four chambers of my heart because the heart has four chambers oh. too upper and the two lower chambers and so yeah. I you know would always just say I was like you guys are my heart like my whole heart is wrapped in you for uh, amazing young people and so just being able to raise them in a, a nice neighborhood in the community was something that I, sh- I strive for being able to I wanted to be able to position them I didn't want to raise them in the city that we were from. I grew up in a born and raised Altadena, California, um, raised Altadena, Pasadena, California. And so um, at the time, I don't want to say that the area was getting bad, but it wasn't the best. And so as a single mom, I was, for whatever reason, I was really into statistics and I knew what the statistics stated. And I didn't want to, I didn't feel like my kids would have a running opportunity if I had to raise them there myself. So I wanted to, bring them to an area that was more suburban that I could, you know, have an opportunity to raise them and give them the life that I felt that they deserve, whether they had one parent or, you know, two parents, one parent, whatever. I was like, yeah. I'll bring you guys up in the best areas so that you have every opportunity that you deserve to have. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, uh, awesome. And the reason earlier I'd mentioned broken crowns still color is that, um, I, you know, I always, you know, no matter how many times you break a crown, it's, mm-hmm. it's still a crown. And it reminds me of the story when Jesus was feeding the multitudes. And it says that Jesus took the bread and he first blessed it. And then after he blessed it, he broke it. And so now that was broken, that doesn't mean that it still wasn't blessed. And it was actually in its brokenness that it was able to, like, feed The multitude, you know, whereas if it were to remain whole, it could only do so much. But it was within its brokenness that um, it was able to go out and feed feed the uh, multitudes. I believe that's an awesome just testament of God's ability and His strength in the midst of our weaknesses or inadequacies for His power to come along and like you know do with us what we couldn't do
1: ourselves. You know. Okay. Yes. Yes. And Amen. Yes and amen.
0: Yes. And so that's um that's awesome. And so you were also recently blessed to go through an awesome an awesome program called Lit One O One put on by uh the bro Lateris Whitfield, who is the host of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Big shout out to him. Awesome podcast doing amazing things. Uh would you mind sharing your Journey of being in Lit 101 and how it helped change the trajectory of your life?
1: Yes, absolutely. Lit 101 is um again, it's it it is birth uh, part of the vision um the the vision and its birth through uh LaTaris R. Whitfield, uh the host of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. He uh, literally, I feel like he's taken the blueprint that God has given him that now he's take, he's taken the journey that God has placed him and he's created a blueprint. And this blueprint is to help others learn to live lit L I T, which means uh, living intentionally and transparently. And so I had an opportunity to hear about it. Uh, he mentioned it on one of his uh um, his lives or something i think it was one of his lives he mentioned it on and so it was something that i was interested in because i had gotten to a place a particular particular place in my life where i was like i want to be more transparent like not that i've been out here frauding people or anything like that but there you recognize, you realize and you're able to recognize like I'm transparent, but I'm transparent to degrees. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, there's there's levels to this thing. And so I wanted to break beyond those levels. I've always admired people who uh, could tell their story. And I'm like, gosh, that just seems so freeing. Like, how do they get to that place? Like, how do you get to a place where you're not worried about what other people thought or what other people think about you or what other people are going to say when you share, you know, parts of your story that they may not, you know, have no idea about it's been a part of your journey, whether it's something um, not so good, good, whatever the case may be. And right. so I really wanted to get to that place to live in that transparency for my own personal life. And so Lit was Lit was on time. It was on, yeah. um, it was a Kairos moment in my life. And so I signed up. I got an opportunity to meet uh, a, a host of uh, amazing women who have powerful stories, who are all looking to grow and to thrive in that way as well. And so Lit for me um, helped me to get on. The path of being vulnerable and to be transparent and what that looks like, and also debunking our our uh, belief systems because I think that was one of the first things that we dealt with was really looking at your belief systems and re- where those belief systems come from. Um, a lot of times we don't we don't think about that. Like what are what are my beliefs? What do I believe and why do I believe that and where did that come from? A lot of times we are regurgitating things that our parents told us you know we are regurgitating a lot of things that's how cycles are formed it's just passed down information and nobody takes the time to analyze this information and say hey where does this come from does this do I you know does this really fit in with who I am and what I stand for Um, and so your belief systems they, they go and they fall into alignment with your morals and your values as well. You have your morals, your values, and then your core belief systems. And that's what you stand on. I always feel like that's like kind of like the why wheel that you go back to. Like, if it's, if it goes against this core belief system, then why am I doing this? And so, um, it helped to, it helped me to realign my belief systems, my core belief systems, and then also take a deeper dive into uh, being more transparent and more vulnerable um, and living in my truth, you know, not like mm-hmm. getting to a place of, of not caring what other people think period. Right. Cause I know that that is something that is, that has always held me back from like, really, I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to say this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I found myself constantly filtering myself and filtering the information that I would share. I do, and I got to say this because I do believe sometimes information can be circumstantial, but there was still this huge wall of, no, I ain't going to share that because I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know what they're going to think. And so I wanted to really get away from that and just be vulnerable, you know, and, and let You could you could sit with how you feel, or you could sit with your perspective or your perception, but that's not something for me to figure out. That's not something for me to wrestle with, and that's not something that I need to be overly concerned about. That's that's a you and not a me thing.
0: That's real. I love that. I love that. And um, you know, I love that you mentioned like breaking free. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people fall into the category of self sabotage. You know, talking their way out of something before. It even gets there and just it's almost like going to an interview and the whole way on the way to the interview, you're saying, oh, I'm not going to get this. They won't like me. This, this, this. And it's like by the time you get there, you've already like, you know, yeah, and it's it's too much. And it reminds me, Mae Jemison, who's the world's um, first African-American woman astronaut. She once said, never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. That's good. That's powerful be limited by other people's limited imaginations. And it's like, I believe, you know, when you think about it, God is all powerful and all knowing. So he's created us in his image. So it's like, why should we allow ourselves to be limited by what other people think? What other people say? It's like, we have to spread our wings and soar. Otherwise it's like, we have wings. We have these internal wings and the destiny for us to fly in, and it's like it's almost like a plane, you know, looking great on the ground, but never going up in the air. Oh, the plane looks great! The Airplane looks great! Nice cushions in the seats, great windows. It has a upstairs and downstairs. Down there. It has an elevator. on This plane's fabulous. But if it never, re- if it never goes up in the air, it never reaches like its fullest potential. It's just there on the ground, and it's like God has called us to be more than so much more than what we are there's so much more to us than what we are you know it's like within every caterpillar is a butterfly within every acorn is an oak tree within every kid is a king so there's so much more than what uh what meets the eye and i think it's a real blessing where we're able to uh tap into that inner blue flame for ourselves and step into who god has um, called us to be absolutely i agree definitely You know, and the um, the word says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there there is liberty. So as you break through free, it's like it helps break the shackles off of off of others as well.
1: Yeah, because we are definitely healed by the blood of by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so, um, for myself, being able to see the terrorists go through and be so transparent about. I think I think one of the striking things is uh, the way he was able to share like his imperfections and his yeah. part. It wasn't like this is my story. It's not. A, it wasn't a woe unto me. It was this is how I was living. This is what happened. This yeah. is where I am. This is how I've reconciled. This is how I'm going through my healing process. And so mm-hmm. he literally opened up and allowed us to take a sneak peek into. Mm-hmm. Uh, eavesdrop in on his healing journey and what he's doing now and it's just been right. remarkable to to see but then also to realize like that's available to you because yeah. like, a lot of times we look at people and we see their journeys and we're like oh wow like I would you know not like a, I wish thing but more of a how can I get how can I get that and it's like hey that's available to you too and this is what yeah. you have to do and that's literally what he did was he provided us the tools to say hey you can live lit too. You can live intentionally and transparently in your truth mm-hmm. by doing these things. This is what I did. You know what I mean. And you you can constantly build on it because as you grow, you just constantly evolve. And so it's been a, it's been powerful um, to be able to see, to be able to witness, and then to realize that your life is a is a testimony to other people that yeah. you know whether you're a single mom. Uh, whether you know the relationship didn't work out good whatever however the relationship didn't work out and you're left with the responsibility of raising children you can do it you know what i mean like mm-hmm. in it, it, my my journey and my path may not necessarily be the exact path that you take but i do believe that there are some jewels along i i, I believe that I, do, I i left the blueprint for some jewels for some sisters to come along and to pick up some things and to fine tune them their way you know sometimes you pick up things and you gotta you gotta bend it or stretch it it's like taking a shirt like okay well this person is wearing this collar shirt this way well I'm gonna take it I'm gonna wear it off the shoulder I'm gonna take it you know custom fit it to whatever you want it to do like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna thrift some information to you basically because you know you go to a thrift store you can kind of re refurbish some things so I'm gonna yeah yeah to you because this is what I did I've i blueprinted it now you can take it and you can cut it, cut this thing out to be the pattern that best fits you in your children's life or you know you might find something like oh I like she did that I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that you may not like everything that I did but some of the things that I did you may find um to be beneficial and helpful on your journey
0: that's man you you yeah you are <laughs> that's so so true and so um yeah the, what uh the Terrace is doing such an awesome thing. Big big shout out to the Terrace if you're watching this. And um, I think it's it's true and it's what you know people need. And I'm reminded of this game. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's, you know, two truths and a lie where you have to guess what the truth is and you have to um, guess what the uh, lies. And so I'm blessed to uh, be a motivational speaker and speak to various groups. And one thing I always Remind them is never to allow someone's lie to become your truth. Mm, yeah,
1: that's good. That's good. That's so 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 true. Like you got to know the difference, you know. It's it's also it goes back to that whole perception thing and reality. Like Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: And you know, on that note, like everyone has a different perspective. You know, a turtle has a different perspective than a giraffe and some you have to be okay with not being on the same page and it's like you know with some people no matter how much you try you can't explain a giraffe decision to a turtle you have to realize that you know different perspectives and be okay with that and keep on you know going in your lane and flowing in your authentic self
1: definitely that's that whole it goes back to what we talked about earlier like Mm -hmm. when you learn your value you won't you won't be you know so eager to be everywhere you know you won't be so eager to be everywhere yeah. And I think on that note, the easy th- it's
0: easy to tell this person, yes, you know, say yes to a bunch of people. But like what you're saying, when you learn your value, you'll learn. Um, it's almost like that movie. I don't know if you saw it. It's called In Time with Justin Timberlake.
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: Okay, it's, it's real good. And so on the movie, not to give it away, but in the movie, they have the length of their lifespan on their arm, and that's a currency. And so they're really watchful about what they use, what they spend on, because if, like, say a gallon of milk costs them a year, so they put their hand in the thing, and a year is taken off their lifespan for that, <laughs> that wow. gallon yeah. Like so cool. and I just begin to think like what if we only had a limited amount of energy or peace for given to us for each day, we would be much more watchful about what we invest our energy and our time and our focus into, you know?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Definitely. <laughs> so Just something, um, you know, that came to mind. So I was wondering, like, if there was if there's someone watching this or listening to this with dreams and maybe ideas and maybe they know they have some awesome potential inside of them, but they find themselves stuck in the mundaneness of complacency. What what advice would you give them for like a jumpstart? What
1: would you say to them? What I would give uh, what advice would I give? for someone who was complacent um i would definitely tell you to grab a journal and pick up a journal and uh begin to write out your wildest dreams a lot of times it's the scariest things. Like it's, you know, when we get complacent and we're like, I don't know if I can do this. This seems so big or I don't have the resources, you know, because I I feel like I was always, I'm like, I don't even have the money to do this. Like this thing is too big. Like why you got me thinking about stuff that I don't even have the finances Mm -hmm. for. But what I had to learn was that, Anything that God was giving me, the, the visions that he was placing on my heart, he was going to finance it. It wasn't for me to figure out the how. And so mm-hmm. for the person who is complacent, sometimes you have to leave the how out of your figuring it out. Your only job is to do, is to go, is to pursue after uh, those goals and those dreams. And then also, too, one of the things that I've uh, started doing for my own self is being being patient with yourself and giving yourself grace because sometimes you just don't know. And sometimes you need that, that time, that, that sitting alone time to really wrap your mind around what you want to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And just start taking small steps towards it. And as you take small steps towards it, one of the other things that I did is I would always celebrate the small steps. I know a lot of times we wait until we get to the finish line to celebrate. Uh, When I was writing my first book, um I celebrated every small thing because I knew that it was big I, it was an op, it was a chance that I didn't give up on myself um I have four kids so I had to get them settled down and you know give them a task they had their homework I'm like okay dinner's mm-hmm. ready my oldest son will help with fixing their his younger sibling's uh their plates while well, I'm mm-hmm. like cuz mommy's got to write eight pages tonight so I broke that thing down into pages you know like into sections to be able to do it. And so when I got done with the whole thing, we celebrated, we went and had ice cream together. It wasn't nothing really big, but it was just some, that was out. It was our way of acknowledging like mommy did it. And so when I submitted the book to the publishing company, we celebrated. So I just believe that you have to celebrate yourself. Don't wait for, don't wait to get to the finish line and for the big applause, but you have to pat yourself on the back because only you know what it takes to Uh, to do you know what I mean like only you know how much dog was really in the fight because some people don't even know like the whole dog was in the fight it wasn't had like it took a lot to do this thing and so you have to just celebrate yourself and I think when you celebrate yourself it just it makes even more rewarding at when you get to the finish line and other people are clapping and you're just like Man, I do get to tell the story about how, you know, those sleepless nights or when I cried during this chapter or when I felt like I had writer's block. Cause I remember those nights where I was just like, I don't I feel like, you know, like you want to write, but there, it just wasn't coming to me. And yeah. so, how did I overcome those frustrations? How did I continue to stay on the path? And I just never gave up. Like, I would just sit there and sometimes I would just go back and start rereading. And when I will start rereading, then like it was like, the pebble moved from in front of the dam and I was able to continue on and, you know, God would just, you know, shift the story and he would just bring me like literally to what he wanted me to put in that next chapter. And so the biggest thing is just don't quit. Don't give up on yourself and to keep going.
0: Hmm. Wow. Amen. Definite pearls of wisdom there. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, What inspires you?
1: What inspires me? I think what inspires me most is that I am chosen. Um, and I don't say that with, with haughtiness. I'm chosen. We are chosen. God has chosen us. He chose us before we were formed in our mother's womb. And I think what inspires me is the fact that I was chosen and there's things that I was specific things that I was chosen to do. And every day I have an opportunity to make a difference and the lives of anybody I come in, anybody I encounter. So I live by this rule that whoever I come into contact with, um, whatever place or space I go into is to leave that place better. And yeah. sometimes, you know, and, and, and not to think of that in like being like this big task, but that's just simply by showing up and being courteous, by showing up and being compassionate. Uh, this morning I was at... Um, Uh, hospital facility. And so it's, you know, it's early morning. And so, you know, you see the the janitors cleaning up. I always, I speak to everybody. I don't just speak to the ones in the white coat, but I speak to the ones in the blue uniform, not the ones in the nursing uniform, but the ones in the cleaning uniforms. Those are the people that I want to, you know, and and I feel like sometimes they're so shocked that I'm like, like, I'm talking to you. Good morning. How are you doing? You know, how's your day going? Um, And so the opportunity that God has given me to leave value and to leave a place better than it was before I got there and if that means by your smile, by you taking the time to speak to someone or to pour into somebody's life to encourage, uplift, edify somebody, I get to do that and I'm yeah. thankful that God has chosen me to do that and so that mm-hmm. inspires me every day, it lets me know that I, I you got work to do yeah. you got work to do, every day you got work to do, you got something to do
0: yeah, wow What a blessing. What a blessing. And finally, um, how can people contact you
1: whether they um, need encouragement or need a journal? Absolutely. So if you are looking for your stationary needs, uh, your girl over here is setting the stage for the psychology of success. And so you can reach me at journalingco.com. And that's co co.com that's our website i am also on instagram at journaling j-o-u-r-n-a-l-y-n underscore co on instagram and i do every second every other excuse me every other wednesday i go live and i do um i write this down wednesday so i'm just sharing different tidbits different things uh to help us be better and so it's just uh getting you into the practice of writing this down. Write this down Wednesday because I want you to write. And so I share different things. We've gone over self-development. Last week, we talked about uh, keeping a minimalistic mindset. Uh, Next week, I'll be uh, back on um, probably 12 noon uh, Pacific Standard Time, but you can join us over there at Co on instagram and then uh for encouragement or speaking engagements opportunities and things like that you can reach me at our um at our email address which is journalingco at gmail.com
0: amen y'all get on that get on that well thank you so much for coming on um and thank you so much for being an inspiration to many and again First, you know, most importantly, thank you for showing up as the inner blue flame for yourself. Um, that's uh, the first step. And you, you know, I declare you shall. You know, God's about to blow your mind. Um, thank you. That e, E320 blessing upon you. So thank you for your time and just continue to do great things.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. I receive it and I speak manifold blessings to be returned back to you and that God will continue to, uh, just do great things through Brian's place, through your podcast, through your platform and speaking engagements and everything that you set your hands to, I pray that the Lord will uh, cause it to succeed.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Well, everyone, thank you so much as always
0: for tuning in. I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've been greatly blessed, um, as always, definitely feel free to um, share, comment, like, and subscribe. And y'all are great and I'm thankful to God for not only awesome content and an awesome platform, but um, amazing people like Shamila to help bring um, hope and just to share their stories. So I'm grateful for that. So as always, this is BDP. Brian David Porter, still living in purpose, on purpose, intentionally. So, um, be blessed.